Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody, welcome to Tent Talk bonus episodes. I have gone back into the archives of Tent Talk podcast to pull out these two very key episodes on destiny relationships. So what you're going to hear over the next two days are going to be those that I've pulled from the archives. And then the rest of this series on destiny relationships for the rest of the month of March will be fresh episodes that we will post. But I felt that it was so important to get these out, bring them out from the archives, put them before you in these moments where we all know that the Lord uses people in our lives very powerfully in the proper order at the proper time. But we also know that the enemy loves to use relationships to taunt us, to harm us, to confuse us, to entangle us. So we must begin to recognize the difference between uh, living in destiny relationships or living in desperate relationships. Are you living as a person of destiny or a person of desperation? Take a listen to these two episodes brought in from the archives and then make sure that you stay focused on Tent Talk Podcast for the month of March where there will be other fresh episodes that will be dropped throughout the month. So thanks so much for joining in today and I look forward to us being together and hearing from you. Give it a five-star rating. Drop a review that would encourage other people to take a listen. We appreciate you helping us here at Tent Talk to get the message out. Thanks so much. Hey, welcome to Tent Talk. I'm so glad that we're together again today. Just going to take a few minutes today to share a little bit more on destiny relationships. So are you living more destined or desperate? And if there's one thing that I've learned over the years in making many mistakes and having sinned in the area of relationships is that we really need the sword of God's word to come and to separate inside of us spirit, soul, and body. This is what it says in Hebrews 4.12, that the word of God, it's sharp, it's active, that it is sharper than any two-edged sword, and that it will divide spirit, soul, and body, that it will even judge and analyze and sift for us to show us what are the real motivations that are going on under the surface of so much of what it is that we do in life. And since we are specifically talking about relationships, there is nothing quite like the sword of the Word of God to come and begin to separate out and show us relationships that are of the Spirit and relationships that really have their core and their foundation in the soul. And you do not want to be involved in soulish relationships. You do not want to be involved in relationships where they're controlled by 
what you do for me and I do for you, relationships that are driven by the emotions, by the manipulations, the guilt, the shame, the control of others or you to someone else where you may be using tactics You may be using things that keep people tied to you, um, whether by obligation or by, you know, hey, I did this for you. Why aren't you doing this for me? Or it will help you to see where others may be, um, kind of a strong word, but might be holding you hostage within relationships. Now, one of the places that this has to really happen for us is in relationships oftentimes with our adult children. Or our children as they're getting older, maybe in their teen uh, to early adult years, is because you cannot have relationships that are based upon what you owe someone, uh, humanly speaking. We're called in the spirit. It says, owe no man anything but a debt of love. All right, And it means the love of God, the way that God loves. And we talked a little bit about this last time. So we'll, we'll look at that here in just a minute. But if you are being held over the barrel of your own guilt, your own past sins, your own past mistakes, and someone keeps trying to extract things from you because you owe them, especially in the area of children, where they may say to you, you know, you hurt me in the past, you did this, uh, you were wrong, and I can't believe you're not going to help me out today, you know, because look at everything that you did, you know, against me before. And although that may seem a little bit extreme in the language, I just want you to let the Word of God and Holy Spirit show you where that might actually be operative, where there might be some emotional manipulation, which means that we're living desperate, meaning I better make up for this and I better do for them, you know, because I was so rough on them before or I wasn't present, I was absent, and now I need to be willing to sacrifice all my time for them because I wasn't there before. And listen, if that's what God is leading you to do, then fine. But if it is because you are trying to pay back for something that you didn't do in the past, it's very possible that you are trying to pay for mistakes or sins that really only Jesus can pay for those things. And if we're not careful, we'll be held over the barrel of our guilt and someone will always be able to get us trying to make up for the past. Now listen, we all want to be dealt with and receive true repentance for the mistakes and the sins of our past in our relationships, whether with our children or uh, with other adults. But we want that to be a true repentance. And what that means is that, yes, I am truly grieved over the mistakes I've made in the past, but I'm going to let Jesus pay for those sins, and now I'm going to live different from here forward. Not, I'm going to be trying to make up to you for the past, so therefore I am constantly um, you know, able to be easily manipulated, easily controlled, constantly trying to make up for it by lavishing gifts or this or that. So we have to really let God show us, you know, am I living desperate in my relationships now because I'm trying to make up for things and I'm trying uh, to, you know, uh, make it up to them, all right? 
Because that would mean that we're living out of guilt, that we are living out of a way of life that we know that God would not lead us to. And that's much more, um, that's much more soulish. Um, that is not spirit. So soulish things would be living desperate. Living in the spirit and living by the strong, stout conviction of God and the repentance of God and living differently from here forward, those would be more um, in the category of destined relationships. Because remember, in our um, godly relationships and in destiny relationships, um, we learn how to live that way in our own relationship with God. And remember, God allows for anger. God allows for honesty. Um, but in our our relationships that are more soulish, we oftentimes fear being honest because we don't believe that it's safe to express honesty uh, because we fear abandonment. We fear retaliation. We fear being left alone. And so we oftentimes are seeking to avoid those things. That's why we're not very honest in our relationships. But in destiny relationships, we are called to a depth of honesty where we can share with wisdom and God's timing, we can share honestly what's really happening. We're not constantly being held over the barrel of being afraid of being abandoned, being afraid that we're going to disappoint, afraid of retaliation, uh, being left alone. And so we don't want to live our life trying to avoid things, right? Uh, destiny relationships are about the future, about building. They are going to have depth, depth to them. They're going to have a richness to them. They don't have this frantic frenetic energy all around them, this chaotic sense around them. And because there's a steadfastness to them, they're born of God. I didn't make this person like me, and therefore I don't have to keep them liking me uh, by maintaining a certain appearance or a certain, um, you know, shallowness in the things that I can share. You know, remember, God desires truth in our deepest, innermost parts, he is seeking real relationship with us because if there is any core destiny relationship, it's our relationship with him and his relationship with us. And God wants to hear where we're really at. You don't have to fear that God is going to abandon you if you're honest with him. We need to know that no matter how irreverent we may be thinking, no matter how ungodly our thoughts may be, we have to know that if there's ever going to be true transformation, that we can share those things with God so that he can help correct them. He can show us where there's faulty thinking in there. And God is able to work in us and to mature us the more honest that we are. So when we learn it with him, then we can learn it in our uh, other relationships with people because if people are going to leave you simply because you're honest, um, simply because you are forthright, then how many of you know that then probably that relationship isn't going to last very long anyway? And so we have to learn that God allows for anger. God allows for honesty. God is the one who awakens us, really, 
to the true things that are going on inside of us and we learn again with him how to walk in that because remember it is god's way of life to live in the light so with him there'll be no eggshell walking and no chicken talking okay and that may sound kind of corny but this is a part of how i had to learn because I had walked on eggshells all my life, not because other people were so mean, but because I was living in depths of fear that I needed to repent of and I needed to walk out of. And so I had to learn no eggshell walking, no chicken talking. And so this is something that we need to to recognize is that if it's always, well, you know, I can't tell the truth because that person will get upset then that means why do I feel the need to avoid them getting upset all the time? What's it going to cost me? What's the self-motivation in that? Because if we're going to be led by the Spirit, then we've got to be those that are going to really allow God to lead us in the way that He has relationship, in the way that He means for relationships to happen. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady. And and I hope I can express this where it'll make sense to you, but if there's anything that um, uh, desperate, toxic relationships uh, don't like is they don't like freedom and they don't really believe in freedom. And God, you know, invented freedom, okay? God believes in deep freedom. I can remember one time that I was at a very dark place in my life with the Lord, and I was just about to walk off from my relationship with God. So without going into all of the the dark and difficult details, let me just tell you, I was a hair's breadth away from walking away from God because I felt such deadness inside and and there was a lot of deception that had been working in my life and it was just a very, very difficult time. And I remember sitting in my living room, this was about 24 years ago, sitting in my living room and just having one of the most honest, um, raw conversations with God I've ever had. And I remember God saying to me, Nancy, you can leave me. But you're not going to leave me deceived. And he turned on the lights so bright that I was able to see the real landscape of what was going on inside of me. And I was able to, out of my freedom, I was able to make a a true decision about my life. So the reason I'm sharing that with you is to uh, give you this strong example of how much God believes in freedom. God is not going to kowtow to you. God is not going to try to keep you. God is not desperate to keep you. God is destined to walk in life with you. And so where real destiny relationships are operative, our first one being with God, is we're going to have to learn to truly love and respect the freedom that we are given in our life with Him. You can leave God. 
You can walk away. God will not bow to threats, manipulation, control. God is not going to live making deals with you. And I've been finding out that this is something that a lot of people have done over their life, is make deals with God, and they're still trying to hold up their end of the deal. And I think they think God has been holding up his end of the deal. And what's happening is the expiration date is quickly coming to a close. The expiration date on deals made with God. God, if you heal me, I will be in the ministry. God, if you save my child, I will do this and that. And let me tell you what, God didn't make deals with you. And he is going to expose where you have still been trying to live in deals. Because God doesn't do that to keep people with him. And the freedom level that God is getting ready to maybe reveal to you is quite deep because destiny relationships operate on freedom. But the basic problem in human soulish relationships is that we don't really like it when people live in their freedom. We don't really like it when people start getting free from us. And sometimes people that you've poured into in life and what began maybe as a destiny relationship, you like it as long as you're in the driver's seat of that. But when they really begin to mature and they might bypass you, which I would suggest to you, uh, people that we have poured into and had the honor of pouring into, I pray to God they bypass me, that they bypass you. Because our next generation, shouldn't they always be going further and, and doing more than us? We don't want to keep them subservient to us. If we're only comfortable in relationships where you know we're in charge, then our insecurities are going to begin to show up when people begin to bypass us, whether it's in the measure of their anointing or their ministry, or they outgrow their season of us. And they're going to go on and have other mentors and other people and other relationships. Can we continue to applaud their depth of freedom in the Lord? Can we be those who rally around them, whether it's going to have anything to do with us or not? Because we want to be those who so promote freedom in relationships because that's what God does. Now, in our relationship with God, the more freedom we experience, the more dependency upon Him we have. But we want to be those who really, really uh, encourage people, whether it means they're going to be in relationship with us or not. You know, there's a saying that says that your success is my honor. Even if your success means you're saying goodbye to me and my influence in your life, and you're moving on in the destiny that God has for you. We want to be those who can truly embrace the, the real freedom of destiny relationships. We don't want to withdraw love from people when they feel that what they need to do to walk in God's will means they are no longer in close proximity to us. Can we still say, I want God's best for you, even if it's going to cost me, even to my own harm and to my own hurt, meaning I may experience the pain of someone moving away or someone uh, simply because they pursue the will of God for their life. They're just not able to talk with me as much or interact with me as much as they once did. Can I still say, go, <laughs> go in the full power of God? That's a real destiny relationship is when... 
when a person can cheer you on, even if it's going to be painful to them to see you go. So just remember this, that in toxic relationships that are born out of the soul and out of self, because let me tell you, self hates the freedom of others. It likes controlling others. It likes being able to always have that last word in the interaction or in the relationship. There's just nothing quite like experiencing real, true, godly freedom in our relationships. And uh, again, this is how God lives with us. God wants us to know we've been set free. He says, now choose me back. You know, choose me out of your freedom so that we can move together. And so I don't want uh, relationships where I feel obligated to have to do something for someone, uh, nor do I want others being obligated to me where they can't speak uh, freely or they can't uh, share what's happening in their life. Um, because they don't think I'll really celebrate them. Come on, let's be those that say, you know what? Let's live in the deepest um, depths of destiny relationships that we can by really cheering on people as they pursue the will of God, even if it means that they won't walk as closely with us. doesn't mean they don't love us. doesn't mean that we are not still in friendship and relationship. It just means that they've got to be able to move forward, and we want to be those who encourage that because we want to be those who really, really believe in deep freedom that people need to move in the greatest depths of freedom they can in their own life. But remember, self hates freedom. (laughs) Self loves control. So we want to be those that don't live in childish entitlements in our relationship with people, always reminding them what they owe us and look at all I did for you and and all of that. We want to be those that were like, look, God led me to pour all that out into you. Now build on that and go wherever God is leading you. And we want to be those who say go and we believe in the best and we want the best for people's lives. We want them to live to the fullest extent of what God has written down for them. To truly be those of destiny relationships is we want to applaud the moving forward of people's lives. We want to be those that truly want the best for others even if it's to our own harm. And I don't mean that in a negative, like they are doing something to harm us. What I mean by that is that even when you feel that twinge of, wow, if they move forward, you know, we may get a little self-focus there for a moment, is what is that going to mean for me? But we want to be those that quickly then move into thinking, no, what is the very best for them? And we want to see the greatest depths of freedom uh, in our relationships with other people. Because, again, we learn this in our life with God, is that God is always moving for our best. And He always wants us living out of new depths of freedom. Okay? So I know that today was fairly short, but I just wanted to point this out that the Word of God, the Sword of God, is what is going to come, is going to help us to be able to uh, be able to tell the difference between that which is soulish, 
Okay, and that which is born of the Spirit. We want to know the Word of God. We want to be led by Him so that our relationships stay clean and free and whole and healthy. That they have the sword, if you will, between us. That we don't go into enmeshed, soulish bondage in our ways of relating with people or how they relate with us. All right? So I hope this encourages you today uh, and that uh, you will join me again here on Tent Talk under the tent of God's presence where we are hearing His voice, we are learning His way of life, and uh, we are letting the fire of God come and teach us and to refine us so that we live in the greatest depths of freedom possible so that we can move on with Him, we can be to Him and to our generation who we were meant to be. All right, until next time, bye. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymccready.com.